0: pastor and a priest walk into a movie theater. Hi, I'm Father Andrew Miller.
1: And I'm Reverend Michelle Byerly.
0: And this is A Pastor and a Priest Walk into a Movie Theater, a podcast about faith, life, and the silver screen. Today we'll be discussing the 2022 action comedy thriller, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once.
1: For those of you who have not seen it, we highly recommend it. And we're going to be talking about um, some important elements of just how much we liked it later on. But we do highly recommend it because we will get into spoilers, and because I think this is one that definitely takes a few times to really grasp, to really get everything of what's going on because it is such a a rich movie. So we do highly recommend checking it out as we get into the discussion.
0: I think Reverend Michelle and I kind of described it as, described it as Zardoz only good. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> to be fair um, to
0: Wesley, Zardoz was a very, very meaningful and film, uh, but it was not always the most well-made film. Whereas this was an exceedingly well-made film. and This just mm-hmm. blew us away. Like this, absolutely, just blew blew me away. I was like, I, 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 I was like, I can't believe I just watched that. That that was unbelievable. <laughs>
1: Mm -hmm. so we start the whole premise of this movie is that we start with a chinese chinese american Mm -hmm. family that owns a laundromat and um they're having family stuff as families do and um and in the midst of that we get a whole bunch of sci-fi action and hilarity and a lot of important stuff goes from there. So the first thing that is I think really interesting about this is we get into this multiverse. Mm. so um if you'll if you'll let me at least start. The multiverse is the sense that, you know, we are not just one universe of our, we're not the only existence, but in this movie, there are many different existences based on, you know, decisions that are made by people, things that are evolution. Like, for example, there is a world that has hot dog fingers. And that just is like, okay, so definitely uh, really interesting, given that We are starting to see such an expansive view of what the multiverse might look like and how that comes into play.
0: There are some, and this is not universal as I'm given to understand among quantum theorists. Uh, By the way, quantum theory is something about which I know next to nothing. Mm -hmm. But there are some, not all, uh, quantum theorists who argue that on the basis of something to do with the randomness of electron spin. Um, And if there are any quantum theorists or physicists in the audience who would like to come and, and help me to not sound like an idiot, please, but something to do with the randomness of electron spin, some who theorize that, in fact, everything that is possible exists in the same space time. Mm -hmm. Which as a result is, is that so long as something is not in principle, logically impossible, it exists, and that we are living in one of an astronomically large billions of uh, possible universes. But every other possibility also exists, and so that's what this—that's uh, what this film is is playing on, and it's not the only science fiction series that <laughs> plays on it. You have Quantum Leap uh, uh, with. Uh, uh, scott bacula um uh, there's some doctor who episodes that that play around with this idea there's some star trek episodes that play around with this idea but the idea that there are multiple quote unquote parallel universes existing in the same space-time and that's what 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 this is uh, mm-hmm. what this is suggesting
1: yeah and what that invites us to do is in the in the context of this movie one of the possible conflicts that could come up is that the the main character who's played by Michelle Yeoh I'm not sure if I'm saying that right I hope I am Um, and her spouse her husband are looking at a potential divorce and yet they're invited to think about what if he had never gone along with her when she left her parents because they had fought about whether he was a worthy spouse for her or not you know and so i think we do that right we we do that thing of like you know what if i had chosen to continue as a cpe supervisor and training versus returning to the local church or what if i had done this or that or you know and and it's it allows us to i think imagine and to play with the what ifs but sometimes i wonder ultimately if that's all that helpful.
0: A couple of things on that. First off, it it does more than allow us to imagine, because we can imagine even if multiverse theory wasn't true. And it Mm -hmm. may very very well not be true. It depends on who you ask among quantum theorists. Uh, Any one of them would say that it is true. It's, anyway, uh, it's probably quite unprovable. Um, But if multiverse theory is true, then it means not only that, you know, we can uh conceive of 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 alternate universes we do that anyways it means that those alternate universes exist uh Mm -hmm. insofar as they are logic as it is logically possible for them to exist there is a world out there in which you became a cpe supervisor in fact it's not just out there it's right here it's Mm -hmm. right here and now it exists all possible worlds exist in principle um Mm -hmm. and uh i'm not sure at the end of the day what the ethical implications are for that because what are our responsibilities to other universes right to existence itself because at the end of the day and and they get into that in the film a little bit of uh, what is um, Michelle Yeoh's character's responsibility to make sure that other universes don't collapse in on themselves and and she at first just kind of wants to be left alone and uh well, part of my thinking is, is all right, so there's a, a world out there in which I became a naval aviator, all right? That's not the world in which I live in. Mm-hmm. I have no way of connecting with that world. I have no way of contacting that Andrew or having any kind of relationship with that Andrew. And indeed, that Andrew is, I think, in a very real sense, a very different person than I am, a- at which point I, I don't really know whether the reality of, of other universes or the simple conceptual reality of other universes, whether whether the existence of other universes as an actual reality or just simply a conceptual reality is a difference that makes a difference. In other words, it, it, I don't think it really matters one way or the other whether multiverse theory is true. Unless, of course, you can create a way like Michelle Yeoh's character uh, in other universes did in the Alphaverse uh, to connect with people in other universes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think
1: that's where that's where the ethical implication would come in. Mm-hmm. If each multiverse existed in and of itself and wasn't aware of the others, no issue. But, but if they start becoming aware of each other and they start interacting, as you say, they are different people. <laughs>
0: There's also a question that I, I, the theological questions about multiverse theory are interesting in the following Mm -hmm. sense. Um, Is there a world in which God does not exist? And if so, can we claim that God created all things ex nihilo, right? I mean, it really destroys, (laughs) uh, and and I'm sorry, but it is logically possible for God to not exist. Mm -hmm. I suppose you could say, no, it's not. Why? Because I said so. You can just make up an ad hoc rule that says, no, and it just so happens to be the case that in all possible universes, God exists. Or rather, God is the God of all possible universes, fine. Uh, But that's really ad hoc. Um, is there a possible world, a possible universe in which Jesus Christ is not the son of God? Or is there a possible world in which the atonement did not take place or in which Jesus mm-hmm. got down from the cross, right? Is oh. there a possible world in which salvation, as we understand it, does not exist? Uh, oh, you're point... throwing wrenches out well, there. No, no, no. <laughs> at, at, at which point? I mean, um, you, you could just make an ad hoc rule that says, well, it, it just so happens to be the case that god is the god of all universes and that that mm-hmm. christ is the savior of all universes you but yeah. that's so ad hoc i mean because it, it excludes certain conceptual possibilities and the whole point of multiverse theory is that all conceptual possibilities that aren't logically impossible exist
1: mm-hmm. <sighs> i'm just, i'm still just wrapping my head around though, this so um So, that gets us into, then, the driving action of the movie. Mm. There is the character, and I forget her name. There is a character who is Michelle Yeoh's daughter, we find out. Joy. Joy. And um, to kind of respond to some of this in a way, she essentially creates... A deity of sorts, or she creates a concept of um, the everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once bagel.
0: <laughs> well, she creates herself as a deity. She she mm-hmm. attains the knowledge of good and evil, mm-hmm. in the garden, the yeah. yeah. out absolute all-knowingness that uh, humans often Mm -hmm. seem to want but are entirely morally Mm -hmm. unprepared for and when she seizes upon it and attains it she realizes what it means to be morally unprepared for because she realizes the implications of it all is that nothing really matters
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and it all collapses in on itself Mm -hmm. you know it basically creates this black hole because everything is all compressed there Mm Mm-hmm
0: the the question that i i often find this i mean when you encounter the 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 truth of the randomness of existence as the psalter often does and uh, as the we wither and perish but god is forever and and um the book of ecclesiastes and and, and others of the wisdom tradition and and in in, in in the hebrew scriptures uncover this this sense of human finitude and futility and 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 the utter senselessness and meaningless of it all, right. And and, and, and and there are so many Christians who, I think, refuse to come face to face with that possibility, that possibility of nihilism, but well, the Hebrew Bible, the the authors of the Hebrew Bible, came face to face with it dared to wrestle with the idea of nihilism and what i find so interesting is the conflict we can get into a little this as we d- describe a little bit more the relationship between uh, uh joy and michelle character but the conflict between the one who who attains the knowledge of good and evil isn't prepared for it and says, fuck it, and just wants to die, sees death as the people in Zardoz did, uh, as a kind of liberation from this utter absurdity and meaninglessness. And yet, there's Michelle Yeoh's character, which kind of gives an answer to the nihilism of, Nar- of, of Zardoz and the nihilism of her daughter, of, of encountering the raw absurdity, infinitude, and futility of it all, and realizing a
1: great affirmation of life. So, I think. I want to start where the movie begins, because I think it ties into the title so well, and it kind of gives you the emotional sense of where this movie is coming from. Um, it's Michelle Yeoh's character. She's at the laundromat. She's completely overwhelmed by everything that she feels she has to carry to take on responsibility for. You know, she's trying to sort laundry. She's trying to deal with customers. She's trying to get ready for this big party that's going to be happening happening for the new year. And I think this is where I'll take a little bit of a feminist read on it. I think a lot of women can resonate (laughs) with that sense of overwhelm and, and bearing that emotional load. And she feels like she's trying to deal with everything (laughs) everywhere all at once and and one of the things that happens in the movie is it talks about the mind fracturing and i can i can kind of understand where that's coming from of like trying to process everything all at once when our brains aren't designed to do that sometimes
0: one of the questions that i asked early on in the film was whether or not it was real or mm. in the logic of the film was, was whether or not this all this multiverse sh- shit was actually going on or was it really Michelle Yeoh's character hallucinating? And I'm actually not convinced that it wasn't Michelle Yeoh's character hallucinating unless, yeah. of course, you ignore some things that happen while she's off screen. Because, mm-hmm. anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, there's definitely an interpretation that says this is all in her imagination. But why is that any less real?
0: Well, absolutely. But <laughs> But the thing is, you know, Roy... Uh, once described, uh, Roy Sanders, our our, our mutual C- uh, clinical pastoral education supervisor, once described um, schizophrenia as this. It mm-hmm. is the inability to filter out stimuli. Mm-hmm. Like all of yeah. us have this natural ability to filter out stimuli and decide, you know, make decisions about what is important and what isn't important to focus. And almost people with schizophrenia can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, they essentially are incapable or they lose the ability to discern quote-unquote real from quote-unquote non-real whatever that means Mm -hmm. right and so that's where a lot of hallucinations come out of and i i i honestly felt like the the pacing of the film was such the pacing of the film, especially at the beginning, was such that it honestly made me anxious. It made me nervous. Like, just mm-hmm. I, was, I, I really felt like I was experiencing the chaos and the absurdity. Uh, I felt like I was back at work when everything was going to hell in a handbasket and all these calls were coming in and I had to try to manage them and I, I couldn't. And I thought, what if this is all just one big breakdown, right? But then again, as you said, why, why should that make it any less real? Well, an apocalypse in the scriptural sense of the term is a piece of literature where the struggles of daily life uh, not so much the struggles of daily life more the more the everyday experience of injustice and persecution right is linked to cosmic struggles between dominions and powers and principalities right and it seems mm-hmm. to me that the that this film is an apocalypse in the mm-hmm. sense that it is the struggles of this woman's oppressive relationship with everything around her reflects this cosmic multiversal struggle against some great evil. Mm-hmm. And it all comes back down at the end to, as as her daughter says, figuring out her shit. Right? Resolving the tax burden, resolving her conflicts with her father, and all of that. It's like this multiversal struggle against evil ends up being just about a laundromat manager figuring out her shit. <laughs>
1: yeah. One of the key pieces of that um, relationship that she is sorting out is her relationship with her daughter. And her daughter has a girlfriend and, you know, she ostensibly accepts her. But there's this, like, she doesn't necessarily want her daughter's girlfriend to come because it would bother Gong Gong, her father, the daughter's grandfather. And, um, you know, and so I guess I retract my statement that she ostensibly is probably a very good qualifier and it's doing a lot of work there
0: <laughs> left to our um, own devices. Might, might not have a problem with it.
1: Yeah. But so I just, I found that interesting because it tied into identity, right? Mm-hmm. Cause that's the other question in all of this is like, Which is the you know, is there a true this or that? Each is true within their own universe or multiverse. (laughs) And, you know, one of the places where conflict becomes resolved is when Michelle Yeoh's character to her father, to the daughter's grandfather, says this is her girlfriend.
0: And he doesn't have a problem with it. Yeah.
1: And he's just like, oh, cool. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Well, yeah. and, And she expects him to be something that he's not. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I wonder if at the end of the day, that's perhaps I should retract my statement that ostensibly she would not have a problem with it, left her own devices. Actually, I think the problem is her problem. And I get that also in the sense there's a scene in which she accuses the evil, right, the the evil version of her daughter of being the reason why her daughter is gay.
1: Mm, I'd forgotten about that part. I'd missed the subtlety of that, I guess.
0: So her daughter being gay or bisexual whichever her reaction to it is her problem and she's projecting that problem onto her father
1: mm-hmm. thinking yeah exactly
0: when he, he doesn't have a problem with it at all
1: yeah and don't we do that sometimes like but what would they say about that what would you know when it's like the lady protests too much me thinks
0: <laughs> well and that's another thing about her uh, and it's so interesting—the everything everywhere all at once I kind of find myself wishing, although I loved the film as it was, I kind of find myself wishing that it hadn't gone into multiverse, that it had just been about a laundromat owner experiencing (laughs) just everything everywhere all at once and learning how to manage the trauma of having to deal with so much. And one of the things that she finds herself having to manage is her father's feelings, is her daughter's feelings, is her husband's feelings. She has this sense in which she puts everything, all of this onto her. Herself,
1: because she's been mm -hmm. trained
0: to as a well. She probably, I think, as a woman.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and some cultural elements of mm -hmm. very much a responsibility to one's elders. And Mm -hmm. um, again, not that I speak with a place of knowledge on this, but just to recognize that that's very much a thing. Mm -hmm. So I have to ask. This might be a bit of a rabbit trail, but I am just curious. What was your favorite universe? Or multiverse. Can we refer to each one as universe, and then all of them multiverse?
0: Each one would be would be a universe within a multiverse.
1: Okay. So, which was your favorite?
0: I think it would have to be the one in which they're running through the IRS building, and it's (laughs) the one where the not. Well, I mean, there's a joke. There's a joke there too. The, you mm-hmm. know, the the one where they discover the sex shop in the middle of the IRS yeah. building, because that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and it's the one where everything happens, really. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the other universes are all kind of ancillary to it. It's the one, mm-hmm. for instance, where she defeats the minions at the end with kindness where where the bagel manifests itself and joy allows herself to be enveloped in it Mm
1: -hmm. and that's the other thing like in this conversation about love winning the day essentially because i think that's a big theme in that case love is letting her go
0: yes yeah. Which speaks, I think, this idea of damnation in Christian theology, that we, we speak of damnation as you know, this being kicked out of God's presence, when in point of fact, it's our decision to walk away and God's decision to let us go, because love does not compel us into relationships. Love lets, loves, love invites. And mm-hmm. so damnation in Christian theology becomes an act of love rather than an act of, of, of hatred and punishment, uh, or as C.S. Lewis says the door to hell is locked from the inside and i, I do see a, a tremendous amount of of parallel between well the idea of original sin as taking something that you think you're ready for that but you're not and mm-hmm. she was the most gifted student of her mother in the alpha verse in the alpha verse Michelle Yeoh's character, far from being a a laundromat owner, is actually the one as a scientist who actually developed the ability to communicate between different universes within the multiverse, right? And so her daughter becomes her student, and is the most gifted verse jumper, the one who eventually came to be able to see all possibilities at once as if she was just living in all possibilities at once, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is what Michelle Yeoh's character eventually comes to do herself. But this seizing of this knowledge turns Joy into a kind of godlike character that really breaks her. And destroys her much in the same way as seizing the knowledge of good and evil breaks and destroys Adam and Eve. They look out into the reality and find themselves naked, right? Mm -hmm. Just without any sense of meaning. So they have to sew fig leaves together to give themselves meaning. And no wonder seeing all of this and realizing this utter absurdity of everything and the utter randomness of everything. No wonder she wants to die. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite scenes, actually, I take it back. My favorite universe is The rock verse.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. I I like that one, too. To me, it's the power of just the words on the screen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yet the rocks are also still conveying things and watching her go off the cliff, basically. Again, that letting her go.
0: Well, not only letting her go, but there was an Eastern Orthodox uh, uh, ascetic father who says that as long as anyone remains in hell, you can believe that Jesus is there with them. Mm-hmm. And so she it's in the rock first that she forces her rock to jump off of the cliff with her, right? So in the mm-hmm. end of the day, that, that becomes the kind of cross, right, where mm-hmm. uh, her mother not only lets her go but goes in with her.
1: And it's set in the wilderness which is Mm -hmm. you know wilderness has always had a rich theology with it. It's the place where people go and encounter God. It's where Jesus was tempted.
0: Another thing this film does is it makes fun in a way that is I think affirming and faith affirming but it makes fun of sacred things. For instance, mm-hmm. the googly eye is mm-hmm. the third eye in mm-hmm. the the story of the Bhagavad Gita when Arjuna receives the third eye and sees the universe as it is, and his reaction is, "Holy crap! I don't want to see this. Like, take this away. I don't. I can't. I can't deal with this." And, and it's interesting how she gets a third eye, a googly eye in her in her head, and it, it's it's a googly eye. It's yeah. a joke, yeah. and I, I find, for instance, the the most sacred object of our of my of our faith. I think, obviously, is arguably the cross, and I think the cross is a wonderful joke. It's, it's wonderfully dark humor, and and this this film is a comedy. It's, it's an odd comedy, but it's a comedy. It makes fun of things in a way uh, that makes light of them without diminishing their sacredness.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I think for me, my favorite universe is uh, just for the comedic element, the raccoonie, Oh, yeah. she's the chef, and she's got the raccoon and, or the other guy has the raccoon. But then I also like, you know, just for its silliness to the one where they have all the hot dogs for fingers, and yet at the end, she falls in love with the IRS woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to me, that's kind of a A beautiful moment and and part of it is first you can only see this part of things but then in a world where that's the case then you see piano being played with the toes that Mm. haven't evolved that way right and so to me each universe in the multiverse has its own truths that it shares
0: yeah and it is from that the universe of the the hot dog fingers that we really see the beginning and the end of the conflict between the IRS character played by Jamie Curtis. <laughs> so part of the conflict in the primary universe where most of the action takes place is that they're in tax trouble. They're being audited in part because I'm not sure if uh, if Michelle Yost just didn't her character didn't know how to fill out her taxes because she's claiming all of these different professions and and she's essentially in hot water because she may be essentially indicted for fraud for it and so this create there's this conflict between jamie lee curtis's character who's just this stiff hard bureaucrat and michelle yod but
1: actually far more patient than most i would say
0: perhaps uh but at the end of the day i she uh uh they are reconciled and this speaks i think to the husband's character mm-hmm. i mean what yeah. do we think of him
1: yeah i i think he's a great character um he's the one who initiates the divorce proceedings she in their verse has often seen him as weak really but in the course of this movie, I think she sees him in the different light because she sees him in different perspectives. And he's the first one to reach out from the Alphaverse and kind of rescue her or help her out. And and he, in the, in the real world, as you were saying, he tells the IRS person, hey, this is what's going on. And she has sympathy for that. Um, that takes a lot of strength to be that vulnerable.
0: He teaches Michelle Yeoh, and he—I think he says this in the verse where they never got married. But he teaches Michelle Yeoh's character how to fight with kindness, mm-hmm. and 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 how uh, to not confuse kindness with weakness. Yeah, which makes him a very Christ-like character. Mm-hmm. And it says something I think about pacifism—the mm-hmm. creative use of of nonviolence as a means by which to uh, fight evil.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I don't know. He is the guy who was the, the kid in the Goonies and in Indiana Jones and the Raider in the uh, no. Temple of Doom.
0: Oh, he was short t- He was short round?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. K. Hook Kwan, I think, is his name.
0: That's so awesome. I'm
1: not sure how to say it, unfortunately. I, again, um, but.
0: I'm so sorry that he had to be in, in, in such a horrid Indiana Jones movie as Temple of Doom. <laughs>
1: So one of the things that for me really strikes in this movie is the Bechdel test Mm. and how it very much passes with flying colors mm-hmm. because it centers around the relationship between this woman and her daughter. And I think that that's a relationship that we've seen explored in film. It's a good one to explore because it <laughs> it can be complicated, right? Even in the best relationships, sometimes there's still these potentials for conflict and for every generation is going to be different than the one before it. Um, and so, i appreciated that this movie how it how it played with that and how it you know you have very strong female leads who are doing things that both tie into a typical women's experience but also really take that and turn it upside down
0: and not only are they not discussing men all the time they're discussing well very very deep existential philosophy. Because at, at the end of the day, is knowledge good? Is a very mm. real question. I think that their relationship asks um and 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 that the very story of the garden asks right because one Mm -hmm. of the potential objections to the idea of the story of the garden is well what do you mean you mean knowledge isn't good and uh regardless of how we come down on 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 that it's an outstanding question that is asked in this relationship between these two women one of whom uh demonstrates how knowledge uh, obtaining knowledge has its has its problems, and the other demonstrates how obtaining knowledge, uh, the the truth shall set you free, and the truth sets her free.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, for me, I think it goes back to trying to attain too much knowledge too quickly is where the issue comes from.
0: Yeah, and, 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 and I find it interesting how it is Michelle Yeoh's character who I would hesitate to hold her responsible for her daughter for what becomes of her daughter but it is certainly the case that at least the beginning of the film and it is very heavily implied in the other universes especially the verses, it is her very harsh authoritarian parenting that um really d- drives joy to become who she is and what she is mm-hmm. roy once mentioned uh, again our clinical pastoral education supervisor, once mentioned the scene where Jesus weeps over Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered your um, uh, children as a mother hen gathers her chickens and ye would not. Roy often wondered if that was uh, a sense of regret in God's character, as if, I wonder if why why you're so sinful is because I drove you to it. Mm, I'm not sure I shared that interpretation But being an Orthodox Christian But uh, it is a fascinating
1: Yeah, it's possible
0: Well, and Michelle Yeoh is, I think, in a lot of ways The Christ character and the God character uh, She and her husband And yet it is her Relationship that sort of drives Or it is her that really drives Her daughter Her her authoritarianism Mm -hmm. It could be argued that drives her daughter Into a kind of Mm -hmm. original sin
1: yeah and and the thing is, so this gets into another theme that we definitely talked about is, you know, as parents, you want to see your kids succeed. And um, it's then hard to let them sometimes fail.
0: Mm, definitely yeah. true in my case, <laughs> yeah,
1: and i and I know, you know, I know I'm not a parent, but I, I can experience this in my own life. I know I'm a huge perfectionist in many ways. So um, failure is kind of hard for me. And yet, failure is an important part of learning and of life.
0: What makes Michelle Yo's character in the prime, in, not the alpha verse, but the verse that in which most of the action occurs, what makes her so important is her failures. The mm-hmm. fact that you know she whereas the alphaverse Michelle Yeoh's character and I keep calling her that cuz I don't remember her character's name but uh with the alphaverse um uh, Michelle Yeoh's character uh, attained everything that 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 she ever could have imagined right was the most like just wonderfully successful person right that meant that she had no potential cuz she had actualized uh, uh everything that she could ever possibly be whereas part of what made the Michelle Yo's character that we interact with primarily as the audience so important is the fact that she failed so much that she. Uh, t- t- and I, I I question whether or not we can really call being a uh, the owner of a laundromat a failure. I mean, we, we we could really have a whole discussion on what constitutes failure. But mm-hmm. let's 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 assume setting
1: that, that aside. Yeah, um, she,
0: her her failures give her the potential that she needs to actualize and write all that is wrong with the multiverse
1: yeah
0: that's another thing that the film plays with potentiality that it is by screwing around with with different possibilities and and seeming absurdities that one jumps between yeah. verses so yeah. h- how do you jump <laughs> you put your shoes on the wrong feet you eat some chapstick or you give oh God, yourself
1: paper cuts between fingers,
0: or sit oh. on uh uh that 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 you you know what I'm talking about?
1: Come on, we're adults. Just say it.
0: Uh, stick uh something up your bum. Uh, I, that that scene was wonderfully well done. I loved how 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 it was pixelated intentionally mm-hmm. as a joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and it, yeah, so the absurdity and the the things that just would be bizarre.
0: Mm-hmm. What would our world look like if we just set aside all of this uh all of this law and I mean that in the biblical sense, all mm-hmm. of this custom that really I mean, it certainly serves its purposes uh in making sure that people don't get hurt, but all of this um institutionalism which binds us to behaving in certain ways and instead embraced the potentiality, the infinite potentiality of absurdity, what would the world look like then? And I find that, in I wonder if that's the symbolism of setting the whole film in an IRS building. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's the, yeah, that bureaucracy. I mean, when we think of government bureaucracy, when we think of structure, we all, it's easy to think of the the IRS.
0: Well, and there's that law and grace uh, dynamic right there, mm-hmm. right? The, and, and, and I think that sense of, um, um, it's interesting how joy builds a temple and behind the veil is the big bagel on which mm-hmm. she projects all of her anxieties and everything. And and, and when when uh, we realize the truth that nothing really matters, the veil of the temple is torn in two, much, mm-hmm. much as at the crucifixion. And I wonder... if the realization that nothing really matters that there really aren't these foundations that ground us right if that is the tearing of the veil and the realization that the law has lost its power mm-hmm. it has served its purpose and now we are free to realize our full potential
1: mm-hmm.
0: so if you're uh, reading a sermon on this so uh, what would the takeaway be for the congregation
1: oh gosh um
0: Because clearly this film would work so well in a Sunday school class.
1: (laughs) Um, You know, I think for me, I would, you know, there's the definite the the Garden of Eden story or, you know, you might do some of the imagery in Revelation. And, you know, what heaven might look like and um, thinking about the multiverse. And um, you could also even just look at like the Genesis creation story period without even going into the the fall aspect but i think you kind of have to do the fall so that's I, I think that's where i would go with it and for me i it all comes back to relationships mm. you know and so i would focus on relationships are the glue that hold our existence together
0: yeah i'd just talk about objects being smashed at people's asses but you know <laughs> Uh, and and having it all pixelated like we like to pixelate um Mm -hmm. things like sex and other things that are shameful to us Hmm. but in reality they're actually quite funny if we let them be
1: yeah (laughs) yeah there's definitely that element of of shame as we've talked about so
0: we cannot we cannot express just how much this film impressed us. This is an absolutely outstanding movie. Um, in fact, yeah. we would I would say that it is my favorite of all of the movies that that we mm-hmm. have reviewed. I'm yeah,
1: not sure if you I would think say. it's it's very much like right up there.
0: <laughs> and so Pastor Michelle and I have decided to host the very, very first and what we hope will become a tradition of the new faith, new media, Pastor and a priest presents the bagel awards in which we award a film in which we review uh with the bagel award indicating thus that for this moment and we we reserve the right to come back and uh, uh uh and and give out more bagel awards but for right now we are declaring that everything everywhere all at once has won the bagel award Of being the best film that we've ever uh, uh, reviewed. Our favorite Mm -hmm. film ever. Everything Everywhere All at Once is now officially, according to a pastor and a priest, the best film. Out of everything, everywhere, all at once. All at
1: once. Dear listener, we are so grateful that you have joined us today on A Pastor and a Priest Walk into a Movie Theater that was made possible because a pastor and a priest got together and watched movies together in a universe. And so um, we thank you for your support in all that we are trying to do in our community. We ask for your support through sharing, liking, commenting on our Forums, letting us know your films that you want to review and through your financial support, through things like becoming a, a patron on patreon.com slash NFNM or through buy me a coffee. We, um, we thank you so much for, for all of your support. And we just ask that you would continue to do that and continue to help us to better serve the things that you're interested in and looking for. So, we will see you next time the pastor and a priest walk into a movie theater
0: i'm gonna go get a bagel now
1: with everything on it